Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 17, High Crane Drifter, in which Frasier finally snaps after an altercation with a particularly discourteous Nervosa customer. Key, you probably know what the question's going to be this week. I don't know if this has been asked before. Flag me if it has. Have you ever been in a fight and or public altercation? And you can choose to define that as broadly as you wish. (laughs) Broadly as you wish. I think I'm going to get disappointed. I've squared up to someone before. Mm. never been in a fight vaguely feel like we have talked about that yeah. on the podcast maybe i think i might have asked you this on i hate fraser crane yeah possibly yeah, yeah I, i'm just running out of material here okay? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm a terrible host um but any any kind of like minor infractions or public altercations um maybe like no, i don't know uh, i can't think of an example other than that incident mm. um there was I've, i don't think i've ever like physically gotten like physical with anyone i don't i, I, I don't want so. to man i, I want the, the rush <laughs> yeah i feel like there's a little bit of a thing like oh you've got a it's a real coming of age it's when it you is. get into your first fight but even at school i don't ever got into a fight i just it, ran away no, likewise it's just it's toxic masculinity rearing its ugly head is what it is mate that's what it is and I'm, you know we're, we're here bathing in it um i mean as i tell you about last summer um there is a, a a drunk a car full of like three drunk drivers that flew over an intersection um near my house or a junction, as we call it in this country, Americanism slipping in again. Um, they flew over the path and into a field, like a hundred yards from my house, and we heard the horn like constants. So we knew, so, and we heard like the wheel spin. If anyone had been on that path, and it's a it's a pretty common thoroughfare, they would have been obliterated. Yeah. Um, by the time we got there, there were loads of people gathered to see the the crash, and they all spilled out of the car completely unhurt, and we could tell immediately they were absolutely out of their mind. Um, and there's probably about 30 villagers like on the on the brow of the hill looking into the field. And then um, basically we could see they just started eyeing all the exits and we're going to try and do a runner. Um, yeah. So someone phoned the police and then like a couple of the like men in the village jumped into the field to stop them leaving. Then they started attacking. Were you, were you one of those men? They basically they went for they went for one guy. So me and my dad dived in. And then there was, wow. about, there was about five of us and then two of them. And we were just kind of, you know, what's the word, like corralling them back against the <laughs> Um, kind of walk up. I can just picture you and Harvey in like cowboy gear. Like, Honestly, I was just more concerned about my dad, really. I was just shouting, Dad, 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 a hundred times because I was worried. They had like a bottle and they tried to glass one of the guys. Jeez. I was like, if they tried to do that to my dad. Anyway, they end up like leaving and they start walking up this road. So me and my dad just kept like a pace with them walking and like kind yeah. of kind of just shouting at them to rile them up to keep them distracted because we wanted them to stay and not do a runner. Um, then they legged it up like the train track and we followed them up the train track. And then me and like an off. Was well, you? You were running up the train track with them. No, we were on like a bridge. Um, oh, okay. And then we followed along the road parallel. Yeah. And then me and like an off-duty police officer basically fought, walked, like chased them through a field around the back of my house. And right. then they escaped on a main road. Um, and then did you get hired by the police afterwards? No, but I was, on the, I was on the phone to the police, like saying, listen, I can see where they are. We know there's police here. You just need to tell them to go to this road or they're going to get away. And they were like yelling at me on the phone saying, you shouldn't be following them. The police are going to handle it. We, we've got, we're going to take care of it. They did nothing think they got away and they were a hundred yards away like and did they get them after the event at all because oh, like... no i think they i think they got off scot-free they just ran Jeez, off um but I i'd mean, be furious with that it's it one of the worst incidences of drunk driving i've ever seen like it, yeah. the, how they got out of that car like it, it unbelievable um yeah but yeah that's the that's the closest i've got to Derek Mann fighting me in a field. Right. I'm really impressed. I'm genuinely yeah. really impressed. I'm not because I was I was just a bit more like you know 
shrinking violet behind my dad like easy dad <laughs> easy but like you know if things had gone to ha- gone to hell maybe you know you never know you never know um but it was it was pretty yeah they were not very nice people so there you go um shall we took ourselves into trivia corners for it i mean it's after that i don't know how we followed up but yeah, I, mean, I won't it. fight you if the answers go wrong <laughs> don't worry i've never thrown a punch in my life um okay so let me go over to reddit and it's weird you. though as you say that as much as i've never thrown a punch in my life there is still a part of me it's like if someone broke into this house, I could take them. Uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could take throw them. a punch. I just have chosen <laughs> not to, you know, just to keep people safe from the threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, we've been sent in the usual questions by Corey and Hamish and their little quizzing group. So I will open with Cam Winston's for you. Okay. Question numero uno. When Frazier is in the video store looking for how green was my valley, what is the glaring error behind the counter of the video store? Mm, I love this. I did not notice this. Is it really bad? Really is it really bad? It it is really... Pre- it's pretty. It's pretty stupid in terms of set design. Oh, that cup of tea is so good. Um, side note there for listeners. I've got no idea at all. I don't. Um, something is misspelled. That's the only clue I'll give you. Wait, is, is it like a, gr- a grammar thing? Is there an apostrophe in the wrong place, or is it like <sighs> that does annoy me? But it's it's even more egregious <laughs> than than an apostrophe in the wrong place. Like it's even more like. It's black, more black and white than an apostrophe. Um, is it like VHS is spelt wrong? Is it VHSSS? That would be good. I mean, <laughs> you're you're on the very right lines. Coming soon. Coming is spelt coming with two M's. Coming soon. Oh, wow. There you I go. Why? I don't because I assume it's like the the you know like in old fashioned theatres with the pin the pin board where you put the letters in. Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming that's how they've done it. So. I'm assuming it was. It's oh. not like a neon sign because you wouldn't make it. You wouldn't bend neon in the and get it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there you go. Still, I need to go back and look at it again. I just, and me, I, yeah. that's blowing my mind. The kind of thing we we normally catch. A great stuff from from Hammer. Uh, what 1973 film is the name of this episode a parody of? And Clint Eastwood is in it, and I've seen it, and it's amazing. I've only ever seen one Clint Eastwood film, and it's Gran Turismo. Um, so Gran, Gran Torino. Turismo is the <laughs> PS1 game. <laughs> um, I'd love to see him racing. No, that'd be good. Uh, um, yeah. So, other than Gran Torino. Torino. Um, I've not seen any of the Clint Eastwood films. I think he's on like high. Is it high planes? Drifter or High Plains Grifter? Something high like that. High Plains Drifter. High Plains Drifter. They've literally just changed planes to cranes. Well played. Wow. It's so good. He basically comes to this like Western town in the middle of nowhere. And he's almost like he's almost like a revenant or like a ghost. It's like this really he's like a really weird spirit. Um he plays a really nasty guy in this film. It has some pretty problematic scenes, but ultimately he's like there to protect the town when these outlaws are coming. But he's like not good or bad. Um he's very morally grey. As you know, he's probably bad. Um, but he, he didn't barely says anything. Typically Eastwood, um, but it's it's good. It's really good. And also, my writing thing. Obviously, how green is my valet? Yes. I is that the one? Is that the same film in The Simpsons where they're watching it and it's like gonna paint this? Or, or is that I'm gonna paint your wagon? Or, uh, that I'm gonna paint your wagon sounds like it's something else. It's like from The Simpsons. They're like gonna paint this wagon, gonna paint it good, gonna use oil coat paint because the something's wood. I don't know. Oh, here you go. They're going to paint our wagon. It's a song from the movie musical version of Paint Your Wagon that Bart and Homer rent. Oh, okay. Paint Your Wagon Wagon is the name of the thing. Um, It's a musical Western. Oh! Oh, my... I'm just looking at... Yeah. 
and Clint Eastwood is in the Paint Your Wagon in the show in The Simpsons. Yeah, Clint Eastwood's in the Paint Your Wagon. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's weird is in High Plains Drifter, and I don't know why. This is another really strange part of the film. He convinces them all to paint the town red. And I don't know where I don't know I don't think that's where the saying comes from, but he literally yeah. gets them to paint the town bright red. All the buildings are painted red. I, I don't know why he does it. There must be I don't know if it's to make it like, Is it like make people angry because they say that red makes you angry. Well, yeah, but then like paint the town red is also a saying. I don't know where that yeah. comes from, but it's really weird. But obviously, that maybe the paint the wagon thing is it's maybe parodying that. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Question three: What does Fraser add to his list of reasons to die? Oh, is it that um, is it that Freddie Chainsaw sold five million copies or something? Mate, like that? flesh is burning and it's burning into money. Five million well, copies. Like, flesh is burning. Not even a Freddie Chainsaw song, is it? No, it's, it's a just... punk band song. It's, it's the punk band from Manchester. Is it actually a song? I don't think it's an actual song. <laughs> but in, in, the, in the universe of the show, okay, it's from it's. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not Freddie Chainsaw songs. No. no, it's not. You're very right. You're very right. So I'm completely. I just I just find it weird is that that's the song everyone gets stuck in their head, despite the fact that the only time like Martin singing, the only time he's heard it is Daphne singing it. He's never yeah. heard the song. He doesn't know Freddie Chainsaw of the Newport Chainsaws. <laughs> um, trivia from Run for Your Life: How many insults does Niles throw at the guy in the cafe, and what are they? Oh god, there were so many good ones. That I don't know if this I is, kept up them all. He kind of there's the, okay. the one overarching one, and then there's a quite a quick fire list. Okay, he is a troglodyte. Troglodyte. He is the only male to suffer from penis envy. Yep. Uh, one of them is a very one of them's very American term. We don't have this here in the UK, but you hear it in a lot of like high school films and Stranger Things and stuff like that. It's like it's just something you call people. Um, it's really hard to explain, but it's it's not used over here. Uh, he calls him a chicken. Chicken, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the one I mean. That's not I'll the one. I'll okay. tell you the one I mean. Um, the other he, two we do he, use here. Is one he? He calls him. Is he, is he a knuckle dragging Neanderthal, or does he say yeah? Knuckle, knuckle dragging and hairy. Um, oh, okay, hairy. So I mean, so which I'm going to give you because Neanderthal is the same thing. Okay. The other um, one, which I don't yeah. think you'll remember, he calls he calls him a mouth breathing, like so a mouth breather. Is yeah. like it's an insult in America. I think it's basically just saying like you've got bad breath or something. I don't know. You just call them a, okay. a mouth breather. It's really odd. <laughs> it's it's just like one, yeah. it's just a biological fact, you know. Yeah, I, I do breathe out my mouth. Such a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a wind passer. <laughs> um, but there you go. So six all in all, and you know, I'm I'm going to give you the point there, Kate. Well, well, thank you. Trivia finally for this little section from Hot House Orchid. What appears to be missing from Freddie Chainsaw's life? Oh, I like this. Is it, um, <laughs> he's he's got the rock and roll. He's just missing the sex and the drugs. Doesn't even does, stop does the stop. sex and drugs. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Well played. Got to be said that like, Kelsey's delivery. <laughs> so many lines in this episode. He's it makes me think on. if Kelsey Grammer had been born 200, 300 years earlier, he would have been leading a revolution. Oh, in a, in a basement somewhere. Oh, so he would have been like <laughs> storming the Bastille, um, for sure. Um, do you want to lay your questions on me, Kay? Yeah. Okay. So uh, question number one. Let's roll. How many callers do we hear on the show? Oh, bugger me. Um, okay, so there's the guy with the, the smashes the leaf blower. Yeah. Um, so there's the guy with the scorpions. Someone yeah. sets something on fire. Oh, 
Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. We don't ever hear from Becky with a nail gun. Very good. Yeah. That's the yeah. one I was going to warn you about. I'm not counting Becky. So that's three there. Um, maybe there's some at the very beginning of the episode. Um, maybe one or two before he signs off. Oh, I'm going to take a punt at five. I've got six. Ah, damn. So that was a I, tough one. I was shooting um, in the dark there. I think there's uh, there's Lydia at the start who has yeah. been getting these these phone calls, these harassing mm-hmm. phone calls. Um, you've then got uh, Brenda who switches lines on Frasier. Yes. You've got the three that you identified. That's, um, I think, Mitch with the leaf blower. Uh, there's the guy... Uh, who puts the scorpions in the FedEx package? It just sounds like Vincent Price or something. Yeah, he's got a very like the Simpsons style voice cameo. He does part. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Rochelle sets the lawn on fire. Yeah, and then there's another guy whose name we don't get who I think puts shrimp in the air conditioner or something. Yeah, like that. come on, summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got six. Yeah, and very, then that's obviously good. not including Becky with the nail gun, who we don't actually hear from. There was an amazing meme going around. I don't know if you remember when Lemonade, the album by Beyonce, came out, but she references Becky with the good hair. And basically, there was this whole thing about that's someone who Jay-Z had an affair with. Mm. And so I just saw loads of memes, like on the Fraser Fangler, like, mm. Becky with the nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> just so good. Um, but yeah, there we go. Okay, question number two. Lay it on, mate. What is the temperature in this episode at the start? Holy sugar. What specifically? What what was the temperature at two oh seven p.m.? Oh my! Oh God! Ross <laughs> says it coming up on two oh eight. Oh my God! I think it's like nineteen or twenty degrees. Uh, no, it's neither of them. In which case, I'm just going to twenty one. Oh well, she says. I think she says sixty two degrees. Oh shit! It's Fahrenheit in America. I'm thinking of centigrade. Let's quickly look. Yeah, let's do, if, you, if you got it right in, in Six, She says sixty two. Yeah, I think she says sixty two. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, it's sixteen. Damn it! <laughs> I don't get any. If, then it's, if it had been nineteen, I'd have taken. I'd have gone and got a hat and, and taken it off. You'd have because... taken it off. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So you got one more question for me. I've got me? one more. Okay. According to Fraser. What are we not? We are not barbarians. Yeah. We are not something, and we are not French. We are not barbarians. We are not. It's a word I've said in this episode already. Oh, not troglodytes. No. no. Neanderthals. Yes. Yeah. We are not barbarians. We are not Neanderthals, and we are not French. <laughs> so xenophobic. <laughs> I hope there's no French listeners. Um, we're not going to double down on that, don't worry. I've been to France. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly nice place. Um, brilliant. Does that all your questions for me this week? That then? is all my questions, yeah. Excellent. Let's see things to a close with MK. <clears throat> so let me just scroll up to his. Here we go. How long had the issue Lydia called in about been going on? Um, mm. I've, is it just like a couple of weeks, does she say? Like, oh, a couple of weeks, I say. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks, absolutely Two weeks. spot on, well played. How does Niles characterise Frasier's tough guy catchphrase? I really like this, actually, because I did Wikipedia, one of the people he mentions. Oh, uh, it's like... It's it's based on the etiquette lesson line. Is it like something like Dirty Harry, I think, and some... Is it, and then... Oh, Dirty Harry meets... Um, is it like Emily 
Post, Emily Prost, Emily Post, but on who was basically like a socialite, and I think I think nineteenth century, maybe twentieth, but she wrote about etiquette and like oh, manners God. and things. Um, oh, that's quite a good line. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a really good. It just shows the writers and how literary they were. And finally, from MK, what is the name of the rental store? I think this is it. Friendly videos. It is. I would not remember this. He, at all. he answers the phone when um, oh, Fraser goes up. Man. Oh, friendly videos. Because this episode always reminds me of earlier on in the series when Frasier, when Roz complains about going to the store and says, oh, don't you hate it when you go to the store and um, someone who, who can't even be bothered to get off their sofa calls up and get, get it preferential treatment. And Frasier just goes, oh, well, I actually do most of my shopping by phone. Yeah, yeah. And, I then, mean, and then and in this episode... So Gary kicks up a fuss. Absolutely spot bloody on. Okay. Finally, from Noel Crane, when in the video store behind the counter, you see what is coming soon. What is coming soon in April? Oh, God. I'm, I'm assuming are these names of films? I think so. I don't... I'm not, I'm not sure if he's meant to put a few returns in here because it's all one thing, so... Okay. Um, if you can remember any films that are on there. Um, I, I don't know any of the films. I'm just going to take a stab at films that came out in, like, 95, 96. Um, uh, let me see when this came out, actually, because I think I you'd think... probably be pretty close. Yeah, a film that came out in 95. Okay. Um, any films? Okay, 95 films. Is, is there more than one film? Or is it just one there's, film? There's a, there's a list here, but I don't know which ones. I've, I've heard of two of them, and the others do, I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you three films from 1995. If one of them's right, we're going to go with that. Go for it. <laughs> Toy Story. It's not on there. I've just put my phone on. <laughs> Waterworld. Oh, my God. Is it Waterworld? No. <laughs> I'm, oh, my God, I how bad that film is. <laughs> oh, what else came out in 1995? Um... Golden Eye. <laughs> Golden Eye. Is it Golden Eye? No, it's Get Shorty, Showgirls, and I've also got here Give Tawley and The Net. Um, is Give Tawley a film? I don't know any of these. I, I've, I've Googled Give Tawley, and it's on IMDb Trivia, uh, and the only listing on IMDb Trivia is the fact that it appears on the video rental thing, so it must just be a made-up. Oh, so they're fake films. I think Give Tawley. They're just riffing on Get Shorty. Um, okay, is Get Shorty a real film? Get Shorty's Rail. Yeah, oh, okay. that's, quite, that's quite famous. Um, <laughs> that's quite famous, Gary. Now, seven, seven, <laughs> seven Oscars, mate. What are you doing? Casablanca all over again, mate. But thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. Really great to hear from you. Keep the trivia coming, as always. And thank you, Hamish and MK, for organising. Shall we hop into the review? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Animation Watch. Tell me what it was, please. Was it lights coming on? Yes, it was. Because I thought for a second it was going to be nothing again. (laughs) Every time I'm like, don't you do this to me. Um, Lights on the Scarling is a classic. Um, Frasier is late, obviously, and Roz is is doing, I I think it's fair to say, a very poor job of covering for him. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, though, she's been, I assume, covering for him for about six minutes or seven minutes at this stage. Do you think this is plausible? Because Ross is a very good producer. She's good on air. I just think she would be much more of a natural than this. Um, I I just don't buy that she's this socially awkward on the air. Like, she could have got, like, I don't know, you can find something to talk about for five minutes. Or just invite callers on to, like, talk about their issues before Frasier gets there. I don't know. I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. 
but then again i'm i'm i hearken back to the time that your microphone stopped and i had to talk for a couple of minutes and <laughs> i think it actually ended up with me going so listeners uh what can we talk about <laughs> and then you started singing <laughs> <laughs> so um i'm on Roz's side here i think it, i think if it's seven eight minutes then she's probably run out of things to say and she doesn't want to give advice because she isn't qualified mm. but that said she's you know pretty happy to give advice whenever the hell she feels like it usually so she is she's pretty like, outspoken so you know, it was what was it last <laughs> week with brandy she was like you need to dump it okay yeah yeah <laughs> you think know. someone's having an affair they almost certainly are <laughs> <laughs> um, i think yeah i think maybe when the spotlight is on her suddenly she she kind of you know freezes a little bit i don't know um but just yeah interesting to me um you know who i miss we haven't seen in a while bulldog yeah, it's been a while since they, we saw. Bulldog, they really isn't it? just Still... don't know what they're doing with Bulldog in this show. Um, he's very hit and miss with fans. Some people love him, some people hate him. And obviously, they were very convinced early on he was going to be a major player, and then he kind of loses his way. He's in the next couple of seasons a lot more. Um, he's in four and five more, and then he kind of drops off again. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's a shame. I just, you know, I, sometimes it get it it wears a little thin, but yeah, you know, he can be used well. I think. Yeah. Um, this terrible, obscene phone call that... Uh, what's her name again? Is Lydia, that... I think. The, the gag of Frasier breathing and her scream is absolutely incredible to me. I just yeah. love this. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! just absolutely. Like, Frasier's face, because he doesn't know why she's scared. Um, I love the fact that, you know... I mean, I suppose he's been running it. Yeah, forget I was going to say anything. I was going to say why he hasn't... Oh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, does he not listen to it in his car? But then I realized that he's, he's not been in the car, he's been <laughs> he's running not, from the car. So. Um, he's, I mean, he's on foot and out of breath because someone has parked in his space. Um, so he begins to write a withering windshield note, dear discourteous driver. And then Roz, whoa, I think you've said enough right there. I mean, that is amazing from Roz. I love that line. Um, she, she has a lot to do in the very opening scenes of this app, which I like, you know, because she, again, like most, fades away. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's not in it after he gets this. She no, so she, she really oh, well, makes... no, no, other, she's later on when she sort of praises him. I think on does she praise him later? Yeah, on when, when the back of KACL, um, yeah. she is very much kind of sandwiched between the larger A plot of this show of this episode, but she really does make the most of her lines. Yeah. I, I do love the fact, um, when he says <laughs> about how he went to see, um, was it, was it how, yeah, he went to see How Green Is My Valley at the movies, and he just had two elderly women sitting in front of him going, He looks so young. He's dead, you know. He's dead, you <laughs> I love that. that, that that's me. With every, old film. Old every film I see, I'm like, he's dead now. Like, he's just, dead now. Just so you know. I am a, I am a bit, I'm very guilty of like, if I see people in things that I know, I'm like, oh, they're in that or they're in this. Yeah. Or I know them from somewhere. Um, I won't be like intrusive and like just annoy the person I'm watching something with, but I'll, you know, I'll flag it for later, yeah. for discussion, for post film yeah. discussions. I'll, I'll be like, you know, they want a bit of trivia. They, that, that enhances They're bored. They want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't come into this. To watch the film, that came for me. <laughs> it reminds me of Ross on Friends, who like she's the one that wanted to rent Logan's Run, the sexiest movie ever. <laughs> that, that is me with trivia. Um, Brenda taking a call on the air now. Very poor, very poor form from Brenda. I, I feel I feel like this is something that's been done before. Because I think so. When he tells them, where someone keeps changing between calls, it's like, oh, I'm back, and and Frage is like, you know, you're you're always yeah. wanting the call on the other line. 
And then After she just goes, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> the line absolutely kills me. Um, just phrase your hair. Something tells you I'm going to be sided with Brenda's sister. I love that <laughs> delivery as well. Um, yeah, that is just poor form. It's rude from Brenda, isn't it? I'm not a fan. It is rude from Brenda. I mean, why would you why would you pay all this? Like, because it's I imagine it's fairly expensive back in those days to be on hold for that long to get onto the radio. Yeah, yeah. And it's why like are you phone, is it? why are you holding, you know, putting anyone to hold? What what are you doing, Brenda? What are you get, doing? Get your stuff, get you get yourself together, woman. Honestly, I'm we're side of a Brenda's sister. On this yeah, part. Brenda's sister. She's she's the <laughs> she real can one. come on, we're listening anytime, <laughs> anytime. Um, we now are in the good old-fashioned video store, which was called what again? I can't remember. Friendly video. Friendly video. Any any video rental memories key? Because they are certainly something of a, a bygone era I, now. I don't think I've I mean I remember like I've seen a blockbuster. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever been inside. They were everywhere back in the day, like yeah. 15 like, years ago. I don't think if if we ever if we ever rented something from Blockbuster, um, I don't I didn't go to get it. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember the days though when you would um you would send off and they would they would post you a DVD in the mail and you'd get it like for a couple of weeks and you'd have to post it back to I them. I think that's how like, Netflix started I, and like I, love, love Film and things like that. That Love Film, that's the one. I remember yeah. that when I was a Which kid, I, yeah. I never used, but the adverts were prolific <laughs> on TV. Yeah, um, but don't think I ever actually <laughs> went to a, a rental store. Oh, it's weird you say that because, I mean, that probably sounds to American listeners where there's block, there was blockbusters everywhere. That probably sounds really nuts, but I'm the same as you. I went to blockbusters once, I think, to rent something, um, and it was with Connor Cooper, a friend from, from our old school. This is like year seven or eight, so we're talking 2007, 2008. Um, and we rented The Road. Um, have you seen or are you familiar with The Road? Oh, post-apocalyptic vague, film. Vaguely, I've never seen it, but I'm, I'm aware. I've seen it advertised, I think, or seen yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like one of my favourite ever books, and I remember seeing the film coming out, and we've got, we've got the film. Bearing in mind, we're like 13 at this point. The film is a harrowing like depiction of a man and a boy, unnamed, father and son, travelling across a ruined America with two bullets in a gun, which they're saving to kill themselves with if they get overran by cannibals and things. What rating was this film? A 15. Um, his dad was with us. Oh, okay. um, uh, and yeah, basically just like it finished. We watched it around his house and neither of us said a word to each other because we were just so depressed and bummed out. <laughs> I mean, there are some scenes in that film that are just staggeringly sad and bleak. Um, like they come across like this house where this family live and there's like a basement where they're keeping like human cattle they're feeding they're eating and stuff um and there's literally like a guy on a mattress missing half of his leg because they're like harvesting bits of him um it is it's an amazing film because it's so well made but it's terrifying i really want to know what connor's dad was thinking he wasn't watching it i know but what was he thinking he's like oh yeah connor's got a friend coming around friday night (laughs) lads what are they going to do? They're going to watch the road. <laughs> They're going to watch the road. Um, so, yeah, me and me and Connor were bummed out, to, to say the least. But that is my that's my only memory, really, of, of video rental of Blockbuster. Um, I am a big fan of physical media, so I do kind of... Yeah, I, I miss that in the streaming age. So it's owning something. Yeah. But it stresses me out that as much as I might have, like, you know, Netflix or whatever, the, the film I like could be taken off Netflix tomorrow and I can do nothing about it. It really, it, it bothers me. 
really does. I'm exactly the same. It's why I, you know, I like to collect vinyl of albums I really love. And the one thing that I'm so happy about is that books being my like preferred media of all, they're mm. impervious to that. Books yeah. will never stop being made. You know, there's Kindles are great, and I like my Kindle, and I use it all the time. I'm reading a book on it right now, but that doesn't mean I'll ever stop buying physical books, and mm. they will always be made. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure listeners have plenty of, of what's the word physical media memories. So let us know. Um, phone call. So yeah, the phone call preference over on foot customers mm. is terrible practice. Like yeah. you've got to prioritize the people that are in the shop. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I know it's annoying because I've worked in a shop before where the phone is ringing behind me and yeah. you just got to let it ring. I mean, it one, be... I hate picking it up. I'm like, yeah, it should be some guy in the back room in the yeah. like, storage area. He should be picking in the annex. The How Green is my Valley annex. Oh, That's my God. the guy who should be dealing with this. Exactly. He's got nothing um... else to do. No one's going in the <laughs> annex. So, although I've got a huge issue with Frazier and this. Oh, he doesn't even bother to look for the film himself. He's like, I'm going straight to the desk and ask Yeah, because it's on the shelf. He walks past it. Yeah, <laughs> what? that is nuts. This is a problem of your own making, my friend. Okay? That's a really good point. I completely forgot about because he starts lecturing the guy like, it won seven Academy Awards. It's a classic. And like, it's, it's literally classic. behind you. Yeah, like... He walks past the classic section to get here. That is like, nuts. I hadn't even thought about that. I, I respect the woman who picked it up because at least she bothered to look. She okay? used initiative and listened to a recommendation and I'm getting it, you know. Yeah. Finders keepers. <laughs> He's completely in the right here. Um, you know, do you, do you have the invisible man right here? Um, Good line, isn't it? And the that will be over the, that will be across the street in the <laughs> How Green Was My Valley Annex is in my top ten lines from Frasier. It is an incredible line, one of the best put downs I've ever heard in a TV show. And the fact that it's spoken by a man we never ever see again just makes it all that more sacred. Yeah. And I I'd love say, it. If if that guy who I don't think he even has a name um, had been in more than one episode, he'd have been in shout for best actor. Like this Honest week. to God, he's, <laughs> he's great in his three show, minutes. Um, just absolutely brilliant. Like, well, this might be a stretch, but if you try looking at our classic section, you know, he says <laughs> section, like, he just really goes for it. Um, yeah, just I, I love the whole video store scene to be honest. Um, mm. it's just a setting we've never seen Fraser in before. We never see him in like just lowbrow populist establishments where normal people go, you know, it's always a wine shop or a coffee shop or something. I mean, normal people go to coffee shops, but. We don't just ever see him like in a grocery store. We never ever see him buying food, like other than that, like French artisan shop. Yeah. Um, you know, we ne- or the one where he's like stuck in the trolley outside the outside the shop. You know, and he gets fired. I uh, assume Daphne does that as part of her physical health care. Well, I think she does, <laughs> but you know, it's just we never see him in these lowbrow establishments. So there's just something really great to me about this. Um, back at the apartment, Fraser is trying to trying to watch how green is my valley. And we hear the unmistakable sound of Freddie Chainsaw's guitar just ringing out. I mean, the dude can shred. Let's get real here. <laughs> you know, he knows how to play. I was trying to I was trying to see if I could tell what guitar it was or what amp he's using, but my ear is not that good. Um, what do you think about Freddie Chainsaw? I'd, I'd want to kill him. I'd absolutely want to kill him. Like one it's so loud. Last summer, one Saturday night, the guy, he, he don't even, like, he's two houses down sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and he had a huge party. And one, I wasn't happy because it was in the middle of blooming lockdown. He shouldn't have been having a party in any event. Should have called the cops, man. Oh, uh, well. Um, Did you? I didn't call the cops, but um, we ended up, um, 
I really hope he doesn't listen to this because I'm going to like out myself as a rat. He but, is not going to listen to um, this. He, um, we ended up telling the council. Nice. And it turns out that the cats, like, on, on like the Birmingham City Council website, you can like put in like video clips and audio clips so they can see about like a noise disturbance. He's like, yeah, this is the proof. And then the council deal with it. And apparently the council like called him up um, like later that evening because they got loads of complaints. Like when I mean, I'm talking about a party, I mean, it was a, like the the walls were shaking and... And this is in your building, sorry. Not in my like building. Like it's um, like, because I'm in a masonette. Yeah. And it's like, it was two or three houses down. Oh but like you God. couldn't, I couldn't watch TV. Even if you open the windows, you couldn't have a conversation. And if you close the window, you wouldn't be able to watch TV. That is and fucked. It was like a Saturday night. I was like, this is my Saturday night. Oh, Darren, he's going to be doing this every Saturday night. <laughs> we need to take a stand. Okay? We're not um, Neanderthals. <laughs> People of Birmingham. It's crazy because like my girlfriend got a taxi the next day and the taxi driver lived like, the other side of the street and he was turning around like did you was it you guys making that noise last night like no it wasn't us oh <laughs> we complained God. too um but yeah in the end like i think everyone was like forced to leave at like half 11 12 o'clock because like the council said you, you shut this down now or we're gonna send someone to shut it down but that is absolutely insane that is why i have complete sympathy for fraser with this i am really really because i'm not a loud person generally i don't no. make a lot of noise no, and I'm it really bothers me when other people are making noise and i'm just trying to go about my day in a very nice quiet way and i can't do that if you're making noise no so. i'm exactly the same like i just silence is golden to me um there's the host of a podcast that sounds stupid to say it's like you love the sound of your own voice but you know i think we're both on the same wavelength there um and great that you've had your own chainsaw anecdote you know <laughs> i did not know that so i love that um so yeah we have the you know the whole balcony shouting we are not french here the chainsaw of the Newport chainsaws. Lovely line. Phenomenal line. line. <laughs> really lovely. Really great. Um, one of those lines where, you know, just just it's so efficient. They don't need to say any extra words there. Like the use of the word Newport and stuff, it just makes it perfect. Um, you kind of get exactly what he's saying there. No, I really love Fraser's frustration when he's on the phone to, like, <laughs> like you know, the guy who lives in the penthouse, like, what's left in the penthouse <laughs> more and more frustrated i absolutely love it so good so good um the whole doesn't ever stop for sex and drugs phenomenal as well um and then i've put smell me niles here does niles yes. enter now and he tells him to smell so, it um this is in cafe nervosa yes and he's like smell me niles. and i thought he said I wasn't sure what he said. I was like, is it grandpa? Gra- grandpa? He says grandpa. Um, and basically someone, uh, their, their grandfather must have smoked. And someone in the, in the oh, lift. Oh, in the elevator had been just smoking. smoking a cigarette. That's right. Has yeah. the world gone mad? Has the world gone mad? I mean, I was going to ask you, I've, I've asked you this before. Are you a, a cologne wearer? You know. Um, on occasion, Oops. yeah. Um, mm. I, you, I don't, have... you don't keep a little bottle of Versace eau de parfum on your, on your vanity stand uh, i'd have to look into some of those words before i, can start, <laughs> but I don't think so <laughs> you just a uh, little links africa on a night out just you know little sprints I, mean, you I do like if i'm having like a big day i'll put cologne on because it'll like me it makes me feel more calm i'm like yeah i'm ready yeah, to do this man, Let's good, go. for you, good for you um but but generally by and large, i mean i've got bottles of cologne i've had for years because that's how long it takes me to get through them so yeah you know they don't last forever <laughs> i mean that I'd would have, explain a lot some of them <laughs> 
Um, I just love the idea of you just like, you know, spraying a little bit on thing. Right, I'm going to go complain to the council about this guy. <laughs> I'm heading out. <laughs> you can't do that without your Kelowna. Um, the coffee carrot for this week, as always, is subject to change as uh, Sydney Aspasket gets ever closer to his more conclusive count. But I put four for this. I think just Fraser and Niles have two across the whole episode, um, which brings me to my total of 85. These some incredible Nars lines now. He's oh. renting a hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> they go, oh. This horrible window that pops out. He goes, that would be the hatchback. Oh, what? Well, there's a novel idea. Name the car for its most hideous feature. Uh, it just... it was even that, or what's the odor coming <laughs> from the floor? <laughs> so good. I mean, I can fully empathize here because I drive to football every week and keep bibs in my boots in the, in the back. My car has an odor. Um, it has to be said. Um, you know, yesterday when I was driving someone around in it, I had to get all that stuff in the garage, leave the windows down, and it was fine. You couldn't tell. But, yeah. You're just I'm, there, like, spraying your cologne. Like, this will work. It'll work. I've got, I've got the Calvin Klein. I'm dual wielding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just some amazing stuff from Nars here. Yeah. I, I love his, like, almost war film-like reference of, oh, the biscotti. Um, leave it. <laughs> Go on, leave it. Home, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why is Nervosa so busy? Have you got any idea for this here? Can I you don't know. It's just... The answer to that. There's no real... Re- I mean, it's it's very rare we see it this busy, but this episode, they're doing great business. I it's think it's because... It's the busiest I've ever seen it. I know, I just... I don't know, maybe maybe people have realised that it's open at night as well, and for some reason they've thought, well, we're still going to stick to the day. And the but- mafia <laughs> go there, so, you know, it's... it's just, other than, like, I hate Fraser Crane and, you know, some other episodes where there's, just, I don't know, slight festivity going on in and around Seattle. I've just never seen it this busy. It's absolutely rammed. Um, it's just... I wonder, if, do you reckon, I wonder if Americans can tell us, is that a common slang word? Or do they use the word rammed when something's busy? I wonder. Or I think they don't. I don't. Your shopping mall is rammed. Yeah, <laughs> we would say rammed, yeah. Um, rammed, rammed is like a word I use daily. Um, I mean, do you find it weird that it's not generally busier given that there is a bit of a celebrity there in the form of Frasier? Is yeah. like, it Where we are, I think if, if we knew a celebrity frequented a, a shop or something, I'd be there all the time just to catch a glimpse of them. Yeah, if they went there lights. all the time, I'd be like, yeah. well, I've got nothing to lose, I'll be there. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I do agree with that. I, I, I don't know, maybe it's, we know it's pretty pricey because Martin's pretty affronted by its prices and maybe that keeps people away, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe. prohibitively expensive, but... I mean, I think it's fair to say they're all there today because they want to try... His special blend. <laughs> well, obviously, that, that draws people in. I mean, would you like to step over to the character again? Um, I mean, it makes sense that it's busy. Well, no, yeah, at the end of the episode, because Fraser's going back there and he says on air he's going to apologize to the guy. Maybe people put two and two together and think, oh, you'll go back to the scene of the crime. So they go there then. Maybe that explains the ending a little bit, but I don't know. It's- I mean, I do love though is they're hovering in this scene oh, and just man. like, oh, there's a check, but we'll go stand next to them. We're not going to put any pressure on them, but we're going to stand right next to you and wait for you to leave. As a Brit, I really responded to this scene because it yeah. just feels very British in a way, queuing and stuff. Not to get all little England on it, because I, you know, I do hate that mawkish. Oh, it's so British. We queue yeah, everywhere, we, but we invented the queue. Do you know? We invented the queue. <laughs> Everyone um, else, they were just standing around. They didn't know what to do. We were the first to just, make a line. They were saying like pentagrams and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> so we reunionized. Um, a great Niles uh, line before we get to the guy nicking the table, and he's like, I wouldn't own up to that car if it was careening toward a baby carriage. <laughs> Just absolutely incredible. Um, how much of a dick is this guy? 
He is a dick. He is I a dick. actually despise but... him. You you seem reserved there, like you think maybe he doesn't do anything that bad. Tell, I mean, me, there, tell me more. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, fair play to him, jumping in there. Frazier and Niles should have just sat down immediately. I would have sat down immediately. Um, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm not even sure I'd have waited for the other people to get up. I'd have just sat on their lap and be like, well, you know... I need somewhere to sit. You were about to leave. Let's You're just get to go. the chase. If I was Fraser um, Niles, I think but, I would have just sat down with this guy and just made him uncomfortable. That's what I'd have done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, when it's not an exact situation, but someone, um, I was on a train once and like, the entire carriage was empty. Oh, no. And there, sat was, next to you. there was three of us and they went, oh, actually, two of them are our seats. And... Like the entire carriage is empty. There's no more stops. No one's going to be getting on. You can sit anywhere you want. But there are seats, and it was the only like four seater. So it was the only we meant one of us couldn't sit together. Um, and so I just spent the entire journey talking as loudly and as annoyingly as possible, <laughs> um, just to irritate them. Like, well, I'm going to make sure that if I can't enjoy this, you can't enjoy it. You're going to have a either. terrible time. Um, <laughs> I love that level and, of pettiness. And that's what I'd have done if I was in this situation. I'd have probably. Um, I'd have got one of us, one me, it was me and you, one of us would have sat down at the table with them and the other would have just crouched there next, right next to it, uncom- uncomfortably close. Uncomfortably close. Um, and like. just talked as loudly and as annoyingly <laughs> as possible. Um, yeah. I think you've got to do that. I think pettiness <laughs> is called for sometimes in, in, in you know, everyday life. Um, I love, obviously, we have the etiquette lesson is finally delivered and the guy's tossed out and it's you a know, great line of it's um, a great what you line. need is an etiquette lesson and just the way he manhandles him to to quote Fraser's own words I, I i really just love this um it's finally like Fraser standing up for himself and we kind of get to see some payoff um and i just love how much martin is impressed by this martin yeah. loves it. he's like how's your badass self like, i'm <laughs> just so proud life. of you <laughs> i just honestly he's so so pr- pleased i just love it um, and you've got the complete contrast there with how jealous Niles is. And I, I would be the same as Niles here. I empathize massively. Like if I had seen my brother do this and get plaudits and be called out for doing the right thing, I would want a slice of that for myself. I'd, I'd have been looking the paper going, well, where's the reference to me? I was there too. Exactly. I, mean... <laughs> I, I wouldn't be antagonizing my dry cleaner, Mr. Kim. Um, you know, that would be a step too far, I think. Um, I, yeah. I will say as well, this has one of my all-time favorite fragile lights and i'm i'm not even gonna be able to pronounce it so i, I don't know but the man who floats like a lepidoptera and stings like a hymenoptera hymenoptera like, <laughs> so oh, so good what a line that Absolutely is that's phenomenal. amazing like if um, i was gonna get a t-shirt that line would be one of the that'd be up there but it's so good. get that on a t-shirt it's so good i always remember like lepidoptery is linked to butterflies and things because yeah. and moths or whatever because I read The Collector by John Fowles, which is like quite a classic 20th century book about like a serial killer, but he's a lepidopterist. Um, so like that word gets used a lot. And I remember thinking, what the hell does this mean? He's 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 quoting like Muhammad Ali, but Ali, in the most yeah. pretentious way possible. It's you know? just amazing. Like changing every word. It's just <laughs> phenomenal. Um, really, really good. Uh, then Fraser finally kind of acquiesces to all the plaudits here and just says, you know, go ahead, Daphne, make my eggs. Um, <laughs> nice little Dirty Harry reference there. I've never seen Dirty Harry. Have you? I've never seen Dirty Harry. No, no. It's, that's like, go ahead, punk, make my day, isn't it? And so yeah, that's... basically like a dirt. Is he? A, he's a dirty cop. Um, or is he just a good cop who like is unnecessarily violent? I always got the impression it's the latter, but the name I've got Dirty the impression Harry it's the latter. But... Yes, he's like bent. In some I'm, I'm going to be honest. When I think of Dirty Harry, all I think is um, Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. Yeah. When he's doing the impression, it's not. 
Cold 45. Most powerful, powerful handgun in the world. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Is that when he's like in the alleyway of that guy? And the monkey uh, his ass? Or is it a different scene? I think it's a different scene. He, he starts out in the car. Yeah. And he's yeah, looking yeah, at himself yeah. in like the mirror. And, um, then, and then when he leaves, he's in like a Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah, he's car. I love Bruce Almighty. It's a good film, isn't I'm just it? a big Jim Carrey fan, to be honest. I'd, I'd yeah. watch him in most things. Um, I've put now KACL suddenly has 20 times the amount of staff. Um, yeah. There's just so many people in the hall. He goes, well, they're word if you quit walking up and down the hall. <laughs> I mean, that is that's probably the best line in this episode. I just The idea that he keeps leaving and coming back just because he knows there's a guard of honour. Honestly, Ross has some phenomenal lines here. It has yeah. to be said. Um, but yeah, KSCL just seems overtly full of staff today just to, to give Fraser an applause, um, which I, I thought was weird. Um, and callers now phone in with their own etiquette lessons. Do you have a particular favourite amongst this crop of callers? Oh, let's have a thing. Um, the leaf blower against the tree. I'm not a huge... Like, that just lacks class. That's okay. really unnecessary. I, yeah. um, I do... I mean, the, the rotten shrimp, it's a good item. I love his line of, come on, summer. Come on, summer. Um, but I don't like, I think I'm going to go with, I think, the scorpions in the FedEx package. Because um, it's so barbaric. It's so barbaric, but it's technically legal to, I mean, to no send live animals, I think. So you do it properly, you know, yeah. you're fine. I, and um, I respect the fact that his wasn't. The others, I feel like the guy just smashing something up. That's just a heat-of-the-moment reaction. I like that the, this guy, um, Chuck, I think his name is, um, took the time. He stopped. He thought, well, how can I best antagonize this situation? Just a little bit more. And then he stopped. He went, he got scorpions. Right, and you, he, you have to source. He went to the process of having these all posted out. I love it. Absolutely love it. I think a lot of forethought went into Chuck's, you know, revenge plans yeah. I, I respect that from Chuck, no so. no forethought goes into smashing a leaf blower up um that's just spurred in the moment but yeah i mean i weirdly understand fraser's misgivings in this episode a lot like he did the right thing everyone thinks he did the right thing however if i was in his position and i had acted like this i would also feel racked with guilt because it's just not who i am and it's not who yeah. fraser is um, yeah, exactly you know, yeah any 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 time i was in a, if i ever got into a physical altercation with someone and i had to defend myself I wouldn't feel good about it. And like, if the person was an absolute piece of S and they'd like really hurt me and I'd gotten back, I'd still feel remorse. Yeah. Um, it's just, that's just who you are as a person. I think that's who Frasier is. Um, so I really get it. And I, it annoys me a little bit that everyone in the episode doesn't get it because like, you know, Frasier, he's never yeah. thrown a punch in his life. Obviously I, this isn't going to sit well with him. I think when you've got like these, this moral code and these principles that you live by, yeah, you, you will feel bad at breaking them regardless of whether it was maybe objectively the right or wrong thing to do. It's you've broken your code and therefore yeah. it's intolerable. And everyone has like a slot. We kind of all generally good people run by the same code, but we all have slight variances there. And, you know, a few little extra things that we do that maybe others don't. Um, and yeah, completely get that. Um, I feel like you're just going to come up like, so for instance, in my code, there's a loophole. That if someone puts pineapple on my pizza, I can throw it at them. <laughs> I can kill them. <laughs> I mean, that probably goes without saying I hate pineapple. So um, a great line now, scorpions flying through the mail like Christmas bunt cakes. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I just, I love that the scorpions get a call back. Um, he says now that he's going to call the guy that he manhandled. How does he have his number? How would he possibly contact we, this we, man? We don't even have this guy's um, this guy's name. We don't have his so, name, his profession, does he even live in the area? He definitely doesn't listen to Fraser's show. I think that's a given because he doesn't know who he is in the restaurant, in the Cafe Nervosa. Um, 
what how it's how a bit of a leap and how does it? he meet him at Nervosa again um I just... at our table I, I, I love that. I really love that. Um, and we also have Becky with the nail gun hair, which I just absolutely love because it reminds me of that meme. Um, another, uh, this episode is wall. Sorry, you say before I wax the back quote in go. in Nervosa. Just one bit I find a bit weird is the people giving him the thumbs up. They just seem a bit weird as they're doing yeah, it. Like... It's, it's exactly the same with the, the KACL people when they yeah. have those extras to do that. It never looks good in the background yeah. ever. Um, a bit like when when Bulldog was doing his Doctor Julius, right. the people standing behind him on the mic, they're like laughing when he does it, and it looks terrible. Um, so, so yeah, in Novosa, just saying again, this episode is wall to wall great quotes. There are some su- such memorable ones here. I'm gonna go but, with. It. I'm gonna try and guess which quote you go. Is it about? The other fingers being well represented. The rest of the hand has been well represented. What? And it just, oh, you can't even fathom writing that good. Oh. Such a good quote. It's so quick. It's so smart. Um, it's just perfect. Um, and I absolutely love that. That's one of my one of my favorites. I just, I don't know. I, I've, I've put here now the way Fraser talks to this guy. He really reminded me more than any other time in the since we started doing this podcast. He felt a lot like the Cheers Fraser to me. I don't know if you know what I mean by that. Like he's sitting in Cheers, he seems a little bit fussier and a stickler for his ethics and things. I know that's in the show as well. I, I can't explain it, but in this scene, he felt like the Cheers Frasier to me. Um, not necessarily in a bad way. I don't know if I'm pulling that out of my ass, but I get what you mean. I'm having not seen much of Cheers and Frasier in Cheers Same, at all. Same to be honest, and maybe that's why I'm pulling it out. Um, <laughs> I kind of get what you mean. He seems a bit more. I don't know, a little bit more prim and proper, maybe. And he's than... getting a bit philosophical here, and like, yeah, yeah. prim and proper is uh, a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, and I would, I should say, um, according to KCL, uh, we do get the guy's name. It's Mister Harvey. Um, Where is that? Is that just in the credits in the script? And apparently, like... when when he comes in, he goes, "Oh, Mister Harvey, I'm so glad oh, you could come." Wow. Okay. Um, there we go. But it's interesting. I just I find it weird as well that everyone else in Novosa has clearly been waiting for this because they've immediately formed like a group of kids watching a fight. They've just they've all got formed some around. Full knowledge table. of this <laughs> is this event's going to happen. Yeah, which is bizarre. Um, and then Niles just take. Like, I I feel like Niles hasn't had a great deal to do in this episode because he's very Fraser heavy. But this bit from Niles, oh, I love this scene from Niles. It's just phenomenal. Just the physical acting here and just yeah. counter suit. It's like Niles, is that an actual tear in your eye? I landed <laughs> on, on a, a fork. fork. <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. Uh, the physical acting is brilliant. Um, and yeah, I just we've never seen Navosa just get rucked up like this. And just you know, I just love seeing Niles just tear through this place like a tornado. Um, it's a great way to end the episode. I think. So yeah good. oh it's it's fantastic and and it's it, it's good that um fraser kind of wins in a way because in a little bit i mean you said you, you know you think that fraser does the right thing and all this and but and everyone else thinks that he does the right thing in the episode but other than um, himself yeah obviously he's a very real risk of getting sued because of what he's done he um and then it's Niles's ingenuity that gets him out of it, really. And I'm, I'm really thinking Niles has got a real future as like a con artist. I feel I mean, like that, that is incredible thinking to do that. Like, yeah, he yeah. should just be going into places, slipping, falling over, falling, smashing a few tables as he goes down, landing on a fork, <laughs> and then then suing the place for the money. That's... There you go. 
There's, I don't know if you ever played back on PlayStation 2, there's a game called Saints Row. Um, Saints Row 2, it's basically like a Grand Theft Auto ripoff. Um, they were a bit more ludicrous and kind of just, yeah, taking the piss a little bit. But there's like mini games on that game. There's one called Insurance Fraud, where basically you just pull the trigger and he would just dive on the floor. So basically you would just go out in front of traffic and dive onto cars and stuff and like you'd earn money by like getting injured. Um, so just exactly reminds me of that weirdly. Like a, a video game where you play as Niles diving into a cafe tables. So I'd play the hell out of that. What was the post-cred scene? Um, so it's Daphne in the lift and uh, two guys come in, one in like both in like sports gear, they've been playing like squash or whatever. And uh, one, it's all pristine white and the other guy is pink. And then uh, as they walk out, she takes like, I think is it yes. red underwear or something like that out and sort of twizzles it around. And she's the guy she got her revenge on. Um, yeah. There we go. Um, Key, is this episode in your top 10? It's not. It's a very, very good episode, um, and I really do like it, but it's not in my top ten. Now, the big question is for you, because I know last week you said you really liked this episode. Oh. Will, is this episode in your top ten? Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> but I love this episode, and it is top 20 for sure. I mean, I'm not trying to get bogged down in top 20s here. I've, I've only really said it for this and breaking the ice. Um but I love this episode. I was really looking forward to reviewing it. It always holds up. There's just a lot going on. There's just, it's really tight. Um, it's a really tight 20 minutes. There's nothing wasted. Um, and it's, yeah, it's unfortunate not to, not to make it, but huge fan of this episode. Who have you gone for actor Pitko? I think re- as much as I love Niles at the end, I mean, so many people have like really great little cameos and moments in this. I mean, mm. obviously we can't pick him, but the guy at the video store really like him. Um, Roz, when she's on... Uh, Great lines at the start, really like it. Uh, Martin's delivery of "Oh, your badass self," love it, love that. Niles at the end, one Niles's line, and you know, um, again the the uh, foot like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and his his fall at the end, I absolutely love that. I think that's brilliant. But I think realistically, if Frazier had spoken to me the way he speaks to so many people in this episode, I'd be like ready to go to war for him because mm. like it, it's just that gravelly, inspiring, brilliant. Like, oh, I love it. Um, so, yeah, I think just so, so many good lines from Frasier. And the fact that you regard... You, I always understand his perspective and how, where he's coming from, despite the fact that he's in a position where he doubts himself and doubts what he's done. I completely understand all of his thinking throughout this episode. It's, it's so well delivered to make sure you're always on side with him. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it, it's Kelsey absolutely spot on and you save me all the justification that i need to do because i've also picked frazier so if you want to add that to your tally or however you're doing it well if it's, if it's digital or still on paper these days um key kenny burling what do you make of this episode please and has he ever has he ever given anyone an etiquette oh, lesson kennedy has like a whole etiquette lesson course he of course runs. he tells yeah. you how to give them i've heard he actually sometimes give people a grammar lesson which is a lot more painful and bloody have you ever seen one of these in action uh, i have but i can't say anything before watershed <laughs> <laughs> and you may be an accomplice of the crime so you can't say anymore uh thank you key no further explanations needed all that remains is play who's crazy anyway one word for you this week establishment oh and it's only used once, I do believe. I'm going to go check. Establishment. Establishment. <sighs> oh, God. Okay, my instinct is got to be like Frasier or, or Niles. Maybe they're talking about Nervosa or... Um... Yeah, I can confirm. According to KCL, it is only used once. 
I think it's mm. got to be Fraser or Nas. Maybe they're talking about Nervosa and like, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, this um, this establishment. Would they say that? I can't think of any other context they would say it. So I'm going to say Niall says it in Nervosa. I'm not entirely sure why, but I think it's Nas in Nervosa, probably about Nervosa. Niles does say it, but the context is when he was forced to flee Mr. Kim's establishment amid a shower of coat hangers um, oh, after the laundry place, the laundromat, after he slags off Mr. Kim. Um, so there you go. <laughs> slags off. Americans are just not going to know what that is. Um, okay, so shall we hop over to listen to Mal this week? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Raz, who's our next caller? Uh, so, quite a few of you wrote in this week. Um, we're currently pretty okay for times. So we should be able to read all of these out this week. Eating Jellyfish writes, The Dodo quote is one of my favourite Fraser moments. Definitely profound. It wasn't until I was with my husband that it truly made sense to me. Ha ha. Not that he's a dodo. Rather, we're all dodos in some way, and yet we can all find love and someone sees our good and bad qualities and accepts us as we are. What a wonderful... Wonderfully really nice profound thing, thing from Evening Jellyfish there. And as I put, I couldn't agree more. So thank you for that. Um, okay, next up we've got Swan Pippa, who says, um, I'm with you, Will. I also really like gangster films. I like Once Upon a Time in America. It has Robert De Niro and James Wood, to name a few. Good film. Um, it's set over three decades and focuses on the Prohibition period in America. The music is by world-renowned um, Ennio Morricone. Hope I'm pronouncing that you right. You are, you are, Spa. Um, Will, you said you like Scarface. Have you got any preference for the on the original or the remake with Al Pacino? I have not seen the original, which is a bit of a shocker, but for me, like the most famous Scarface is the Pacino one. So I love the Pacino one. Um, next up, um, I have a pint of milk with lunch. Get some vitamin B, which is hard <laughs> to come by here. Uh, even though um, it's not it's not much of it because it's pasteurized and what gets added to it, it gets to the shop. Um, also, hot lemon, great for sore throats and colds. So, yeah, we're, we're sharing our tips here. I love it. Yeah, sharing our opinions, our vitamin deficiencies. Um, big fan, big fan. So, thank you, Swamp River. Sydney Ass Basket, excellent episode. Not much to say this week, other than due to this very podcast, I cannot watch certain episodes without thinking of you guys. Quotes such as No Fear Here, Loire Valley, My Ass, The Big Mercedes, etc., all are instantly now, all instantly now make me think of you boys and a lot of laughter. Keep up the good work, Sydney. Uh, next up, MK, um, my podcast. Look at what they did to my podcast. That is um, a quote from The Godfather, if you don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it's like, look what they did to my boys. <laughs> um, they did a bang up job is what they did. Um, I thought regarding when you were discussing whether or not Niles should have doubled down on his feelings to Daphne in Moondance, and Key suggested that Daphne might have assumed it was a rebound and turned him down. This is exactly what she says and does to Niles at the end of Mixed Doubles when Niles Daf- and Daphne break up with Adele and Rodney. So your instincts ring true. Um, she verbatim says, I'd never get involved with a man that was separated. There you go, Kay. Um, I'm not surprised that Key enjoys warm milk as that is his requirement to consume cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I love these little in-jokes on the pod I mean, now. It's true. I'm just I'm, I'm like this and people. You're a if menace. You, cheese needs to be warm. Okay, I think... I'm not sure if we can all, if we all agree on it, but it's right. It, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, here we go. MK actually then puts out in these trivia and fun bits. Um, Frazier laments to his fellow video store patron that the customer on the phone is getting preferential treatment. In Here's Looking at You, Roz makes the same complaint to Frazier, but he replies, actually, I do most of my shopping by phone. You and MK are like uh, one mind. 
that's we've got the episode wrong. So what, what what episode did we think it was? Did we did we give an episode name when we were discussing what episode we thought it was wrong? Oh man, I feel like but, you gave a really good account of the air for now, and neither of us can remember. <laughs> either way, it's from here's looking at you. So oh you, okay Andrew. okay. Um, and then uh, curious as to why Roz fills in for Frage on his side of the glass when she's shown before that she can run it from her side. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's a little thing. A um, but there, there's no real reason for why she decides it's to... Just to visually signify he's not there. He's late. Yeah. You know, she's uncomfortable, I guess. But yeah, completely, completely get that. Uh, Blue in the North puts a wonderful episode, Will and Kitty. As an American, I've never heard of Horlicks. It sounds yummy, though. I'll have to drop by an imported goods store to try and pick some up. And while I'm there, I'll ask Robert for some tarragon-flavoured dog food and $14 a pound goat's cheese. Hi, Crane Drifter. This is in my top 10 for just the last scene alone. The beginning of the episode is pretty meh, but the last scene is just explosively funny. Niles' performance from his penis envy line to his fall is one of the most memorable performances in the entire show for me. DHP is brilliant. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Blue in the North. Uh, next up, we've got Ludicrous Poppinger, who says, Great job, gents. Uh, I like to think of your podcast as a haven for the tempest tossed in the maelstrom of everyday life. Always the wordsmith. Good lines, isn't it? Love very, it. very good. Um, it's typically nutty that Maris cited a pair of uh, Farangamo pumps, causing her latest brush with the law. One can assume that shoes are a trigger for the poor thing. Um, I interpreted the fairy godfather as a double-edged pun. You can expect Jerome to at least strenuously um, object to the words fairy or godfather applied to him. Um, niche is a world of no standard pronunciation in American English and seemingly no regional variations. I pronounce mm. it the way you do, niche, but I've heard it pronounced niche, 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 etc. by people from all over the country. Wow. You Americans um, are a strange breed. <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll see how you, you deal with this. Um, High Crane Drifter is one of those episodes I think is just pretty average, but has a uh... number of memorable moments like Nas's envy of Frazier's new macho status, culminating in DHP's performance in the end scene at Nervosa. I think that's easily in one of the top 10 iconic moments of physical comedy in the history of television. Congratulations on a job well done. We continue to be so grateful. Yours sincerely, Ludicrous Poppin' Jay. Can I just uh, see you in the kitchen for a second, Poppin' Jay? It's the first comments <laughs> I said about... Uh, I, no, I'm joking, of course. We love to hear your opinions. It, the fact that people disagree is what keeps the flavour alive. Um, but no, I get that. I think I, think I like this episode more at a nostalgia. I feel like it might have been one I watched a lot when I was a kid uh, or when I was younger. Um, I just remembered it a lot. Um, Ham Radio 89, but hey, I'm not sure if this is a new first time caller actually. Is um, um or they haven't they haven't spoken for months. Is um, this the person who requested the 30 Rock episode or is it a different person to that? No, it's a, I think I think that was someone else. I think that was warm taffy, maybe. Um Ham Radio 89 put, hey guys, since I've been since I've seen the whole series many times, most weeks, just hearing the title brings to mind my favorite parts of each episode. However, I was surprised to have a little memory of Word to the Wise Guy. I vaguely remembered an ep with a gangster, but nothing else. I have this podcast to thank for reminding me of this gem, which made me laugh so much. A question. I know you've reviewed the episode of 30 Rock with Kelsey Grammer, but have you heard of the moment in a different episode of 30 rock with black fraser no need to watch that whole episode just type black fraser into youtube and have a laugh i have seen this it's like a it's like a it's like a cutaway gag tracy morgan re references um how they've they've started black fraser on one of the it's like a channel that's like it's main it, it's like it's like all black programming. It's like intended to have like a black viewership. Um, I can't remember is, what it's is, called. Is it, it like um, is it like BET in America? It might be. That's... It might be. Yeah, 
Black Entertainment is that or something? Yeah, I think um, it's like, I think that might be. And apologies if I'm wrong. And I think it might be something like Black Entertainment Television. That that like sounds that. right. Um, but basically, it's just like the three of them, Niles, Fraser, and Martin, like sitting in the living room, obviously all played by black actors, and they're just like, you know, this wine's a bit fruity and precocious. Then Martin's like. It's not the only thing in this room that's a bit fruity and precocious. Then there's a laugh track and then it, it just ends. Um, but like he makes a joke like, oh, yeah, it airs on BET around 9, 9.30. And like, there's, like he's playing on a stereotype there that like black people are late to things. Like the joke is the program's never on at the same time each week. Um, so like just it's really it's a really funny little meta gag. Um, but yeah, if anyone's not seen Black Frasier, go check it out. Um, and that's also a stereotype Tracy Morgan is endorsing as a black man. That is not a stereotype I am saying on this podcast that uh black people are late to things just to make that abundantly clear um argle gargle google goop puts another good show guys not that you ever do a bad one never occurred to me even after watching this episode several times that the mention of jimmy hoffa and the fairy godfather was subtle references to the mafia theme of this episode i love how you guys pick up on things like that which most of us wouldn't have caught even with multiple viewings by the way will kudos on your great phrase impression for the i guess i'm gonna have to make my own tea line um i'm surprised that neither of you have tried Horlicks before, as I thought that since it's quite common in many former British colonies, it'd be more frequently drunk there. It's decent enough, tastes kind of like watered-down, warm, malted milkshake, vanilla or chocolate flavours, but nothing worth shouting about. Its name is somewhat unfortunate for sure. In fact, here in Singapore, a common tagline that accompanies Horlicks ads is Ho Ho Ho, which only passes here as Ho here, is a fact which only passes here as Ho, and here is a family name and doesn't have the same connotations that it has in the US. I'm not quite, I don't know if I'm following that. Uh, I think he means that um, in like, ho, ho in as Singapore in... is not, um, it doesn't mean ho as in like uh, <laughs> someone who's promis- promiscuous like in America. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Apologies yeah. there. I was kind of, <laughs> I was losing the, the thread of the sentence. Um, on a related note, we have a local chain, cafe chain called Heavenly Wang. I love that. <laughs> but um, I want to go there. I want to go there. <laughs> Favourite line, bit Freudian game. Favourite line from <laughs> High Crane Drifter. There's the man who floats like a Lepidoptera and stings like a Hymenoptera. There you go, Key. Mutual. I'm, Mutual. I am so impressed at your pronunciation of Lepidoptera and Hymenoptera. Thank That's, you. That rolled off your tongue, mate. Well done. Thank you so much. Like, you didn't need to say that. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Reckley who says, I'm in agreement with Key. I don't believe Niall should have poured out his feelings to Daphne in Moondance 2. Um... High Crane Drifter, Frasier's day of one inconsiderate person after another is entertaining, but the real barrel of laughs has to be in the calf with the table hunting. However, the real star of that scene has to go to DHP, where his talent for physical comedy steals the scene. On a side note, I loved seeing Roz fill in for Frasier. Um, a bit of trivia, she fills in once again in season 10, Enemy at the Gate, uh, but she does so in her booth in that episode. Mm-hmm. Some tasty points there, particularly like with MK, the fact she can do it from her own side. I also agree that the table hunting scene is my favourite bit, other than other than Frasier in the video store. It's them kind of milling about for a table that like I just love about this episode. Like just really it's like the Seinfeld episodes, like the, the the Chinese restaurant or the parking garage where nothing happens and like that's what's good about the episode, you know, bottle episodes kind of thing. Obviously, this isn't we're not gonna get into the quagmire that this is a bottle episode, because it's obviously not. Um, <laughs> but like an episode entirely focused on them trying to get a table. A bit like my coffee with Nars would work well. Uh, Cam Winston puts lads right, just a couple of points this week. Horlicks you can get here in New Zealand as well. I have to say, no thanks. We had a drink called Milo, which is similar to hot chocolate and has 
high energy levels. We also have a drink called Oval Team. We have that here. Yeah, we have that here. Basically yeah. the same thing, isn't it? Which is very malty and just as horrible as Horlicks. I'd rather make my own tea. Gangster Films for me has to be Bugsy Malone. Wonderful movie. And I've seen live performances of this over the years in the theatre. My older brother played Ritzy in a school production of this years ago, which got me hooked. Another couple include Pulp Fiction and, of course, The Godfather Part 1 and 2. I also like TV series as well, such as Peaky Blinders and Gangs of New York. Anyway, peace, and as always, up the villa. 11th this year, fellas. Thoughts? Uh, in a nutshell, progress. Um, yeah. So I don't want to get into the into the quagmire, but it's progress. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction, but we need to keep taking those steps in the right direction. And... We need to finish yeah. at least four to five places higher next year. Yeah, um, I think realistically we need so... to be getting at least Europa League, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that would be good. A, a point I would say, I've never seen The Godfather. I really don't get Pulp Fiction. I don't it, also. And I'm not trying to disparage it. It's a very popular film. If you like it, good for you. Um, yeah, I'm not right like, or wrong I think here. Like the timing of it, it's all confusing, it's, it, isn't it's it? Meant, like, it's meant to be like non-linear. So like yeah. one minute, John Travolta's the main character. The next minute, he just comes out of a door and gets shot. And you, yeah. you know. And then later on, he's back in it. Like, I don't understand it. It really confuses me. So It is nuts. Um, I get like, that's kind of why everyone loved it for being groundbreaking. But I'm not a big Tarantino fan. I have a lot of issue with Tarantino. Um, but... I enjoy some of his films. So, um, Pulp Fiction, Peaky Blinders, sorry. Um, obviously, Hammy must already know this, but if anyone else doesn't, you know, a hugely successful show now set in our fair city of Birmingham. Um, so, you know, if you, if you like our accents and you like people battering each other in the early 20th century, Peaky Blinders is the show for you. It really bothers me because obviously they're all it's blues not, fans. <laughs> but they're not like Brummies playing the roles. And I can always hear that they're not doing a perfect Brummie accent. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, that's not really. You should have cast me, yeah. Stephen Knight. <laughs> why am I not playing the least? I, I could I could do that. I, I look like Killian Murphy, surely. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe I can't beat the guy up, but you listen to this Brummie accent, you know? There you go. Realism. You know? Um, who is it you for Queen yeah. Shortcoming next door? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Next up, Queen Shortcoming, who says, uh, "Will, when you wrote uh, what has Maris cited, you must be referring to her citing of the Ferragamos." That is absolutely spot on because I, what I put that because I didn't understand what the word Ferragamo was, so I was like, "What? What has she cited?" So the emphasis was on what. Thank you, Queen Shortcoming, for knowing how my brain works more than I do. There you go. Um, God bless key- you. Key, so glad you mentioned the Randy Brandy thing because I noticed it and figured no one else would care. You <laughs> cared. Thank you. I do care. I you do, do care. care. You do care. <laughs> um, I've seen the series so many times by now that I don't laugh out loud often. But Nazi's facial expression after air conditioning, air conditioning. Um, <laughs> did the trick. So earnest. Um, and I have to wonder what Fraser's listeners were thinking as he gave Brandy that terrible advice. Well, I think a little mistress adds mystery to a relationship. <laughs> Whoa, you got a buster catch. <laughs> um, amazing. Thank you, everyone that wrote in this week. Really happy that we actually got to read them all out uh, this week. Apologies if we don't get to do that every week, but you know, I'm sure you all understand. Next week, we are looking at Chess Pains, uh, which is season three, episode 18. Uh, eight, oh, 18. 18. Um, as a huge fan of chess. I figured you're going to love this one. I'm, I, I, I like this episode a lot, but what I was was going to suggest key is for a for a laugh if you wanted to we could do a little 10 minute chess game online and record playing it um, yeah we can do it yeah and we could upload it it doesn't matter who wins i think we're just like talking through while we play it um, absolutely matters who wins <laughs> are you quite a dab hand at chess i'm not well not really no, you not, know the rules oh yeah i can play chess and i enjoy playing chess okay uh but i went to an interview once where everyone was like oh 
what's your favorite move and your favorite approach your favorite like, move that's not yeah. a thing maybe your favorite opening is a question yeah you ask people favorite was, move is not a, is not a question I was, I was like the only thing i know is the sicilian approach the sicilian defense and, classic and yeah. i was like oh yeah i prefer the sicilian and they just looked at oh you're a risk taker and i was like i don't I that's don't not know. a risky move <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i think this I, person was I, lying I, I, I couldn't tell it they were being sarcastic and all i knew is that they were all more educated than me and i was like yeah so Sicilian. Yeah, I, I, I would love to be an interview talking chess to someone who knew chess. That is an absolute dream. Um, now I, I freaking love chess, but I do get very sore playing it online because it's the kind of thing when you lose, you have only yourself to blame. Like if I lose a game of Call of Duty ten years ago when I used to play that, I can blame the team. I can blame my connection was bad. I can blame my controllers breaking. With chess, you only have yourself to confront at the end, and it's it's hard, you know. I, I just think with chess, like we're playing on online chess it, it loses does the chess is a game it's i think meant to be played i love the tactile physical play. board yeah there's there's something about literally just hovering your hand over it just to ready to pick it up and yeah it's also so. just i find chess very cozy like you make a cup of tea you sit down for a game like you know there's the, yeah. it's very slow and peaceful um yeah, so good vibes we, we will organize a game i don't know how we'll do it we can just record a quick zoom and put it on facebook or something i'm sure people will get a laugh out of that um, great. So, uh, any any final comments, Kay? Any final words, observations? I, I think it's time for an etiquette lesson, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to kill me, Jess? <laughs> um, but other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, man. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.